Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Yet again, I've got another amazing episode for you. I am your expert life strategist, Karina Calhoun, and I've got the amazing Amy Singleton on the show today. Amy, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Karina. Awesome. And Amy, 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 where in the world are you? I am in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Okay, awesome. I don't, I've never been to Oklahoma. Yeah, I've never been to Oklahoma. One place that I need to add to my list. We're growing. Yeah, all over the place. So, Amy, what have you been up to recently? Oh, man, I'm a busy lady. I'll tell you that. Uh, We run, uh, we own and operate a digital marketing agency here called Height Digital Norman. Um, I also uh, run a podcast myself called Queen's Lead. Uh, So serve women business owners and women entrepreneurs through that. And uh, I just got back from a board meeting for the nonprofit that I serve on called the Virtue Center, which is um, uh, instrumental in bringing people to recovery from addiction. So we're kind of all over the place, but we are, we do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of moving and shaking down here in Oklahoma. Absolutely. I do know the feeling. I have been up to my eyeballs in so much recently. So I completely understand. So Amy, tell us about your marketing agency. How did you get started with that? Uh, Well, I am actually a registered nurse by trade. I retired from that due to my health in 2012. Um, Experienced a great deal of depression, anxiety, and mental health struggles, as well as some addiction struggles during the time after that. Uh, and then met my husband, my now husband, about six years ago. And he was in the oil field and a serial entrepreneur. And we were looking for ways to bring him home. Having a long distance relationship was uh, not ideal. And he had paid, we were looking for what need can we serve in our community? And he had paid out a lot of money to marketing agencies over the years, owning different businesses. Um, and so we decided to jump in and serve our our community. Uh, The initial iteration of our business was similar to a local home advisor or like an Angie's List type service, um, providing leads to business owners that couldn't really afford to um, to market themselves. And we've slowly transitioned over the last couple of years into a more full scope digital marketing agency. So referring, representing businesses uh, on the internet and helping them to rank their websites and run effective marketing campaigns on Google advertising and social media advertising to help them really grow and scale their businesses. I love it. I absolutely love it. Sounds like you all are just really providing, dialing in, providing that need that I know so many people need have that need that, you know, people really, listen, I I talk to a ton of entrepreneurs and I know that that is something that, you know, just even in the conversations, just kind of, I'm getting tongue tied because just my mind is literally whirling from the amount of people that I talk to that I know need this. You know, because yeah. the idea is, you know, I would really like to see our our entrepreneurial community move away from this solopreneur uh, thing that they're doing for so long that then drives them into the ground. It's fine to start off doing that. Absolutely. Sure. DIY, that type of thing. But at some point you probably want to get some type of team behind you. And so I think that is absolutely key. And it sounds like that's the service that you're providing so that we can rest a little, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we understand that businesses struggle to bring 
to bring in new clients online. It's a confusing space. It's constantly changing. And so being a local marketing agency, of course, we work with people nationwide. We have clients in California to, um, to DC, but being here in the United States, um, in our local communities, we, we understand the need that people have and they need someone they can trust, someone they can talk to that understands their local market, that understands their niche, and that can really start making their websites a lead generating machine on their behalf. Because once you have that, things get a little easier. There's less pressure to be doing all the social media posting and all the things when your website's functioning as a lead generator for you. Uh, then you can rest a little easier. Like you said, being able to hire those um, experts as we grow our businesses. I know for me, I needed a bookkeeper and an employment attorney. I'm not an expert in these things. We can't all know everything. Um, and I think the marketing piece is sometimes the one that goes on the back burner, but being able mm -hmm. to come in and, and function more in a, um, a CMO, like a fractional mm -hmm. chief marketing mm -hmm. officer role without having to bring someone on full time to do that marketing for you um, is a real benefit because when you hire height, you're not just hiring me and my partner and my, and my, uh, you know, and my expertise, but you're hiring hundred 225 employees who all are constantly trained and know this space. We're keeping up to date with those algorithm updates. What's new, what's, what's happening, what moves that needle forward to get an ROI on your marketing. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people I speak to as a part of a business that are that business development coordinator or they're the marketing person role, but they have a 10 year old marketing degree and they're coming to me going, my marketing degree is old. I don't know anything about this newfangled thing called the internet. And this is where we all live and learn and interact and are social now. So please help me. So yes, yes, yes. Very, very nice to be able to provide that for people. Absolutely. You know, and it just kind of triggered a, a, a memory that I had of a conversation just last week with an individual and they were talking to me about some marketing things. And, you know, I'm not even going to try to act like I have any type of experience is, you know, is, is, is in depth as you all do. But I had enough sense to know that what this individual was saying, just it was a conversation. They were not you know, they were not a marketing expert, but they were coming from past experience from many, many years ago. And they were saying that, you know, they were talking to people about how they could do this, this, and this. And I'm thinking to myself, how ancient is that? <laughs> you know, but they were so adamant that they knew what they were, but I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, you know? So yeah, absolutely. So now I want to talk about this podcast that you have. You know, one thing that I love to do, and I say this all the time here on the show, is I am not one of those folks that's afraid to uh, really push other folks out that are doing some of the same things that I'm doing. There's no competition. Yes. And the only way to do that is to actually do it. Right. You know, a lot of people say there's no competition, but when you actually get that into action, so I want to hear about your podcast who can be on your show if you're looking for guests? Who needs to listen to your show and what they're going to get? Yeah, absolutely. So my podcast is called Queen's Lead, uh, and it is all about women, giving women a voice, um, women who are doing hard things and pouring into their community. Um, typically, my guests are uh, business owners or um, are owners of a nonprofit a lot of times. Um, so just really giving... Uh, 
that woman a space to talk about her journey. A lot of them have either grown up in entrepreneurial families and were inspired by someone else in their life, but many of them are people leaving corporate America saying, there's got to be a better way. I'm not here for this nine to five anymore. I want to live my life on my terms. And here's what the hell that looks like, because it's freaking scary. <laughs> so for the listener, it, it's, you know, other women business owners, people in nonprofit spaces, but people who are thinking about taking that leap, like, I want to do my own thing. I want to um, be brave and bold and, and take that leap and not, um, not be under the thumb of someone else anymore. So uh, we talk a lot about how people got started, um, what some of their biggest struggles were in growing their business, what their struggles are now, because let's face it, it doesn't matter. Six figure business, eight figure business doesn't matter. We all have struggles. The problems just get different, right? As we iterate and grow um, that you're never, um, you're never going to be the expert and to know it all. So it's a place where we can share um, not only that encouragement and inspiration, but brass tacks. Like, what do I do about this thing? How do I really grow a team? How do I, you know, who do I call about this employment attorney, like kind of legal stuff, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I love it. You know, and I just had a conversation recently with someone else who's actually helping people to exit the nine to five arena so that they can, as they put it, release those golden handcuffs. I love mm -hmm. this. I absolutely love this. So I know you spoke about having uh, some type of movement within the recovery arena. So I'd love to hear about that as well. Just full disclosure, those that really rock with me really hard know that, and I've shared this, I was an alcoholic many years ago. So, you know, I don't say I'm a recovering alcoholic. I am a former alcoholic because I am a victor. I am victorious in it. Yeah, you and are. So, yeah. So that is something that I'm really eager to hear about. So talk to us about that. Absolutely. So, um, Again, I'm not afraid to share my, my mess because I feel like that's my message, right? Um, many years ago, um, you know, I've, we've all had trauma, but, uh, you know, I married my high school sweetheart who turned out to be gay two kids and 10 years later. So that was a struggle. Um, then right after that divorce, uh, I lost my nursing career due to my health. I had a major, um, uh, I broke my back and I, I had a big surgery and all these things started happening and we didn't know what was wrong with me come to find out I have lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and many autoimmune diseases, which got me into, even as a registered nurse, um, I knew the healthcare industry and, and, and kind of the way that works. And I started getting all these medicines thrown at me. If you've seen a commercial for a biologic, I've been on it. Uh, I was on chemo. I've lost, you know, like lots of weight, gained lots of weight, had all these different side effects. And so I was looking for a way to cure my pain. I'd been a normal drinker for years and I was like, I'm trying to ditch these pills and all these doctors and I'm tired of the way I feel. So I thought, well, alcohol is free. It's on it or not free, but it's legal and it's on every corner. And so I too began to use alcohol as a crutch um, for my pain and my depression. And it just got worse from there. So um, definitely have experienced um, severe depression where, you know, I had hands of pills many, 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 many times thinking that my children were better off without me, that this world was better off without me, that I didn't have something to offer. Um, and I got to the point where I felt nothing. 
which is worse than feeling mad or angry or upset or I felt nothing. So um, taking the tiny steps to toward recovery in my own mental health and and drinking was was very challenging, uh, as you know. Uh, but all of my favorite people are in recovery. Like, I, I, you know, and I don't I don't attend a twelve step meeting anymore. That wasn't really the place for me with my codependent uh, type tendencies. But um, finding my own journey, my own recovery for myself. Um, in having that support group of people around me has been just instrumental in being able to share that message with other people that, you know what, I almost died. And now I'm able to give a voice to women and help businesses grow and serve on a board where we're bringing others to recovery. So it's been kind of a, a full circle moment for me these last few years. But um, yeah, I, I love to share that there's hope for those who want to choose it. Um, it's out there, there's help. Um, and I think that it's time not only to smash the stigma amongst alcoholics and addicts and uh, addicts of any kind, whether it be gambling, sex, uh, substance, alcohol, um, whatever that is, it's time not only for the public to be more accepting of the fact that people can achieve recovery, but for those in recovery to stand up and say, that was me and look at me now. And there is a place for you on the other side of that, that you can also find and, and, and give back to your community again and really plug in. You know, everything that you said, I, 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 I really, really appreciate and I honor the space that you're in because, um, when I see people, as you said, of any type of addiction, uh, it, my heart, it, it's literally pulling at my heart because mm -hmm. there's something that's underlying because of the addiction. Yeah. It's yeah. not simply, hey, I didn't have anything to do today, so let me go out and become an addict. Whether yeah, it's an I addict think I'll try drugs today. Yeah, whether it's an <laughs> addict of alcohol, an addict of drugs, addict of food, whatever it is, it's not something that, yeah, I'm just going to try it and, you know, hey. Yeah, we don't it? choose and that I life. Will, I will say that there are a tiny few, there's a small portion of people that have done things like, you know, yeah, I just wanted to try whatever and then ultimately became addicted. Mm -hmm. But that's very minuscule. Yeah. But for the most part, people who become addicted to anything, there's an underlying reason. Mine was, you know, I, I felt abandoned as a child. I went through abandonment issues. I went through uh, depression as a young person. I, just so many different things that I went through. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we really have to have that eye and that ear for individuals so that people understand, just as you said, you know, have a heart for those people, but know that you can come out on the other side. Because a lot of times when I tell people that they're shocked because I look so put together. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. You don't, you have no idea. My mess stinks just like yours. Oh, yeah. You know? And so what I like to let them know is you can achieve just as you feel like I am put together. You can achieve just as well. Mm -hmm. you know, and we're I not put together, to, you know, like you yeah. can look and look so perfect and look so pretty and all the pictures are great. But you know what, even after recovery, life is not perfect. Still, yeah. it's a daily, you know, it's yeah. a daily grind. It's a daily joy to get to live yeah. an yeah. imperfect life. And I, you know, and I tell folks that, you know, when I was 
um, drinking, I was a functioning alcoholic. So I went to work every single day. My hair was done. I had mm -hmm. my makeup. I had my clothes, my jewelry. Everything was just to the T. But you best believe that morning I had a drink before I went to work. Yeah. And that was just so that I could function. And as soon as I got off work, get that by hands, table girl. That, that's it right there. I had to, because if I didn't, then yes, that was happening. And so mm -hmm. once I got that drink and then I was good, at least for eight hours. And then after that eight hours, I'd go home and I'd start it all over again, <laughs> you know, but no one knew. Yeah. They thought I had it together. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, this has really been a great conversation, Amy. This is honestly, I'm probably going to be inviting you back at least two more times because between <laughs> all three things, between the agency, the podcast, and the recovery organization, you've got three things that I really want to dive into. So I think this is just kind of like the precursor to it. So mm -hmm. be on the ready, y'all. She's going to be coming back. It's just no the doubt beginning. <laughs> yes, yes. So Amy, I want to just kind of talk about all three very quickly. If you could give us contact information, how can we get in touch with you regarding the agency, regarding the podcast, and then regarding the recovery organization? Uh, you can actually get a hold of me at amysingleton.net on all three um, on all three accounts. Good. Awesome. I love it. AmySingleton.net. So Amy, do you have any last words of wisdom for everyone? Um, you know, I, I've had sort of a theme of this year um, of personal responsibility. So for me, I had, I've had to make many choices throughout my life when it comes to my, uh, my divorce and my recovery and starting businesses. And there's lots of things that happen to us or that we cause to happen to ourselves. And those are the ones that we're typically thinking about taking personal responsibility on. Like, oh, I messed that up. It's time for me to fix that. But I just like to encourage your guests to start looking at ways that you can take personal responsibility for other things outside of your life. Find out what was my role in that and how can I move this situation forward? Say you're in a car wreck. You know, it's not your fault. We don't have any fault in that, but we have a responsibility in that, right? We're going to have to call our insurance agent. We have to get our car to the thing. We're going to have to find something else to drive for the next few days. We have to have a responsibility. And when we begin to take that personal responsibility and quit blaming and, and pointing fingers at, oh, I can't believe that they, you know, I can't believe that person hit me. Well, they did. And now what are we going to do about it? Are they okay? Yes. Are you okay? And how can we move forward? So mm -hmm. just taking personal responsibility in every area of our lives and knowing that we don't have to sit around and wait to respond to the world, that we can respond proactively, take responsibility and make major changes in our lives and our business. So you are my, my kind of girl. You are my kind of girl. You are ruffling feathers in a good way. And I love it. I, I only know one way to be. And that's just this girl. Yes. Absolutely, because that, that is key. That is key. Taking responsibility for yourself. That's a mouthful. I want that to sink in, folks. I want that because that is, listen, it, it's almost as if you have been in on private conversations that I've had with my husband for years now, because we are huge on that. 
oh my goodness, can you imagine if every single person in the world took responsibility for themselves? Yeah. And we're unafraid, you know, drop the fear, just move forward. Like we are humans. I know that I'm a human. You're a human. My clients are humans. There are kids, you know, dogs running in and out. And like, you can't just be perfect. Just be who the hell you are and be authentic and have no fear. We got one life to live, you know, one life. Live one it. Life. There's no, there's no oops. Redo mm. just doesn't happen like that. Mm. Learn from it. I move love on. it. I love it. We can continue this conversation for hours. I feel it. I feel I it. I know. I think so. So, Amy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Folks, I've had Amy Singleton, and this has just been a fire conversation. Put it on repeat. Grab your journal. Grab your notebook, your coffee, your tea, your beverage of choice, and take notes because gems were dropped. Even <laughs> a conversation, what just seemed like a normal, regular, everyday two girls chatting conversation, there were nuggets dropped. And so you have to be willing to hear it, take it, and run with it. That's all I'll say on that. <laughs> so, folks, I will see you all on the flip side. 